0: Welcome to another edition of Project 45 Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Michael. And on today's show, we're going to discuss the recent tweets and comments from President Trump regarding Baltimore and the liberal meltdown, along with a sneak preview of some of the candidates that will be in uh, this week's upcoming uh, Democratic debate in Detroit. Uh, so let's get started. Uh, our first topic is... Uh, the recent tweets from President Trump regarding Baltimore um, set off a frenzy of uproar, uh, calls of racism, uh, CNN uh, liberal meltdown, uh, some fake news continues at CNN. Um, so we're going to kind of go headfirst into that. Michael has the tweets uh, from uh, President Trump that was tweeted out, uh, I believe, what, July 27th? Yeah, July 27th. So 27th, just a few days ago. Uh, So, I'm going to turn it over to Michael. He's going to read those tweets, and we'll go from there.
1: So, Donald Trump says, Representative Elijah Cummings has been brutal, has been a brutal bully, shouting and screaming at the great men and women of Border Patrol about conditions at the southern border, when actually his Baltimore district is far worse and more dangerous. His district is considered the worst in the USA. He goes on to say, as proven, last week during a congressional tour, the border is clean, efficient, and well run. Just very crowded. Cummings District is a disgusting, rat, rodent, infested mess. If he he spent more time in Baltimore, maybe he could help clean up this very dangerous and filthy place. Donald Trump goes on to say, Why is so much money sent to Elijah Cummings' district when it is considered the worst run and most dangerous anywhere in the United States? No human being would want to live there. Where is all this money going? How much is stolen? Investigate this corrupt mess
0: immediately. So those are the tweets that set off a... Like I said, a liberal meltdown, if you will, a continuation I, I will. of a, of the meltdown. <laughs> um, so, basically, we've got uh, CNN, uh, Victor, I uh, believe Victor Blackwell. Right. Yeah. Victor um, Blackwell, you you pointed this out recently that he tried to equate the tweets from Donald Trump uh, as 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 racist and a direct. Uh,
1: Assault on black and brown
0: people. Yeah, an assault on black and brown people. Uh, if, 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 if you got that from that series of tweets, then maybe you need to step back and question what's going on in your mind. Exactly, because nothing yeah. about that is racist. It's it,
1: calling out a fact.
0: Right. Is, is calling out a fact now in America, are we at the point in America that calling out a fact uh, is considered racist the recipient of your comment is a black or brown person. If you're a black or brown person, are you now immune or impervious to being uh, questioned? Because to question you is now, by the Democratic Party standard, racist. racist. And they're taking a word that has some very powerful meaning and that has uh, some history Associated not only in this country but throughout the world on all aspects from white people to brown people or black people, uh, you're sitting here and you're tossing a word around with devalues the actual meaning of, of racism. And I think that's where we're headed toward that we're devaluing the fact of the, the, the actual true meaning of racism so that to the point when America really experiences true racism, we're not going to know future no, generations no, no, aren't no. going to understand what it is because you're you're taking racist the word racist and racism and know,
1: applying it to absolutely everything
0: right you're applying it to things that occur every day is it is it racist to call out an actual fact that the city of Baltimore is in despair I mean is it is it a fact I or mean,
1: Elijah Cumming's district Elijah Cummings,
0: yeah his district specifically because Elijah Cumming happens to be a black man Right. So therefore, it is inherently racist to question him. But Elijah Cummings has been in Congress for quite some time now, and his district has not improved. And that's factual information that you can go and if you want to dig through the mind control crap of Google, which you're going to have to dig through because if you put in you know these things in Google and you know uh, Elijah Cummings and then add a negative word, you're not going to get an anti-Elijah Cummings. Response uh, to your search, you're going to get an anti-Trump response. So, if you're listening to CNN, even Fox News, if you're listening to either one of those series of networks, and you think the information they're giving you is is factual, is true, is a you know a solid piece of reporting, then you're under mind control. Yeah, you either you watch either network, you're going to have to uh, take that information, do your own research, and then, you know, we, we've Think har- critically, right, we've har- <laughs> oh my God. back to episode one, think critically, to do so. So, we're going to play for you, the, the couple minutes of, this, I mean, almost an Emmy, uh, award winning presentation, by Victor Blackwell, of CNN, when he tries to equate, I believe he's trying to equate the fact well, that, Well,
1: he's actually trying to say that, what Trump, was saying, in the tweet, was he wasn't actually referring to vermin or rodents or rats um, in the tweet. He was actually referring to black people. When he, when he um, used the word infestation, he was referring to the black people or the brown people in, the, in Elijah Cummings District in Baltimore were the infestation. And that's what's making the area corrupt or uninhabitable. Uninhabitable. Uh, I'm trying not to say asshole, but I I can't get away from that term. It's a crap hole.
0: Yeah, it's a crap hole. It's I a mean, crap
1: hole. And we have we, we we will show you that other people have said it's a crap hole. Yeah, so. we're
0: we're going gonna to dive into this a little bit more. I yeah. mean, but I mean, just before we get into that, I mean, you know. Maybe the the I think the predominant theme that we're looking at here is that we're calling out these major cities that are predominantly controlled by Democratic governments, yeah. Democratic mayors, yeah. states with Democratic governors. So so be it. I mean, we hey, can we poverty can look
1: at, poverty knows no color, right? It's like poverty is like uh, a disease or uh, drugs or anything like that. Poverty knows no race. And poverty can infect or infest any demographic that you can imagine.
0: And I I think we can, that's that's the point where where I was was trying to get at, is right here in our own backyard, in the south, in Tennessee, uh, I can show you uh, neighborhoods that are predominantly black, uh, that are in despair, the housing is deplorable. The conditions are deplorable. Exactly. Uh, the neighborhoods are overrun by gangs. They're on government assistance. Their own on government assistance. They've been on the doles of the government for years, and nothing's improved in their neighborhood. No amount of government assistance it will lift you up out of that situation. Nothing. Because Nothing. the intent of those programs is to keep you dependent upon the government, which therefore keeps those people who are providing it to you, i.e. Elijah Cummings, in power. So right. that Elijah Cummings doesn't have to experience the disparage that the people that are keeping him in power are experiencing.
1: Well, I mean in in all actuality he doesn't because realistically, I mean, he may have a Baltimore address, but he lives in Washington D C.
0: Right. I mean, go you can you can go online and you can um, I believe there was a FAR that happened at his residence, his his Residence that are, is on his tax filing form as his primary residence, but if you go into the story, Baltimore News reported the source of the FAR was a tenant in his row house that I, I assure you, the 200 block of Madison uh, Avenue in Baltimore, Google map it, and tell me if you think it's an S-hole, because it doesn't look like the S-hole that everybody's describing Baltimore is right now. But the fact is, it, it appears that that address was rented out by Cummings, who probably lives somewhere else. And that's the, that's the same thing that we've seen with it's Maxine Water. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't live in her infested district, her rundown district, yet she, she claims that she's done so much for that district. Yet, those people have, their lives have not improved. Uh, Nancy Pelosi is another good example. Uh, she represents San Francisco. Props and you, to
1: Laura Loomer for bringing the illegals over the wall. Yeah, props. Which she, <laughs> yeah.
0: Walls don't learn. In, in Nancy's case, they, didn't, they, did, they not did not They did not Uh But Nancy, excuse me, Nancy represents a city that literally has developed an app or an online resource to track where human feces is on the street. It's gotten that bad that we have created an app so you know not to step in human feces on the street. Unbelievable. Yeah, Nancy Pelosi, I assure you, does not have to walk down a street that has feces on it.
1: No, but because because in all actuality, Nancy Pelosi lives in Washington, Mm D.C., or in the D.C. metro area. And we've been to D.C., what, four times? Three times? Yeah, four. Three or four times. And D.C. is pristinely clean.
0: Yeah, I mean, at least the areas where the representatives are going to yeah. be in, where the tourists yeah. are supposed to be in. And I'm sure D.C., uh, you know, like every other major city, has its neighborhoods. And, and back to our point, here in rural South, in Tennessee, uh, you know, I can take you down the road to Chattanooga, and I can show you black neighborhoods that are in despair. I can take you to Nashville up the road, and I can show you black neighborhoods that are in despair. I can take you to Memphis and I can show you an entire city that's in despair yeah. and they just happen to be predominantly black. Is it because they're black? I'm not in no way applying that and neither is Donald Trump in his tweets. It just so happens to be those are democratically run cities. Nashville, Chattanooga, Memphis. Democratic run cities and the crime rates are astronomical, astronomical. for those cities. You know we grew up uh, near Chattanooga and it's a beautiful city. But what they won't tell you is the crime and the shootings that go on daily in areas where they want tourists to be.
1: And they'll never say it's gang-related. And they never say it. It's all gangs.
0: They never say it. And it's gang-related. It's a fact. And is it racist if we call out the fact that these neighborhoods are riddled with that? Is it... You you are lessening the real issue that's going on in those neighborhoods if you're distracting from... Fixing those issues and finding a solution and and let's just go, let's cop out and say, oh, it's racist. It's racist because Cummings is black and how dare you question him? How dare you? Yeah. That's what we're looking at. How dare you question Elijah Cummings based on the fact that he's a black man?
1: Uh, But I
0: say, how dare you, as any man, as a representative of a district, allow a district continue to be as dilapidated as it is while you continue to get rich As you continue to have power and our neighborhoods continue along a path that they've continued along for years and years where we have to the point where you have a mayor of this city saying it smells like rats and dead animals, which we're going to play for you later on. So how dare you, CNN, how dare you, Elijah Cummings, and how dare you, members of Congress, to go this route and downplay the problems that are going on because you don't have a solution. And when you don't have a solution to the problem, in order to keep people in line and in your support, you've got to play emotion, you've got to play fear, and you've got to use a word that hits to the soul, and racist, racism is that word. So we're going to play for you the Emmy Award winning performance by Victor Blackwell and his CNN I'm going to try to stomach this. Michael, go ahead and play that clip right here. This morning, the president attacked another member of
2: Congress on Twitter. This time, it's House Oversight Committee Chairman Elijah Cummings. He wrote this, Cummings' district is a disgusting, rat-and-rodent-infested mess. If he spent more time in Baltimore, maybe he could help clean up this very dangerous and filthy place. No human being would want to live there. Infested. That's usually reserved for references to rodents and insects, but we've seen the president invoke infestation to criticize lawmakers before. See a pattern here? Just two weeks ago, President Trump attacked four minority congresswomen. Why don't they go back to the totally broken and crime-infested places from which they came? Reminder, three of them were born here. All of them are American. he says, a week before his inauguration, January 2017,
1: Omar is not Congressman John Lewis has spent more time
2: man. on fixing and helping his district, which is in horrible shape and falling apart, not to mention crime infested. Donald Trump has tweeted more than 43,000 times. He's insulted thousands of people, many different types of people. But when he tweets about infestation, it's about black and brown people. September 2014, at the height of an urgent health emergency. Why are we sending thousands of ill-trained soldiers into Ebola-infested areas of Africa bring the plague to the U.S.? Obama is so stupid. Infested, he says. There's a revolution going on in California. So many sanctuary areas want out of this ridiculous crime-infested and breeding concept. Infested, he says. The president says about Congressman Cummings' district,
0: And he's welling up the fake tears Yeah, right now. He's, he's literally trying to weld them up.
2: That no human would want to live there. You know who did, Mr. President? I did. From the day I was brought home from the hospital to the day I left for college. And a lot of people I care about still do. There are challenges, no doubt. But people are proud of their community. I don't want to sound self-righteous. Too late. But people get up and go to work there. They care for their families there. They love their children who pledge allegiance to the flag, just like people who live in districts of Congressmen who support you, sir. Mm-hmm. They are Americans, too. We'll be right back.
0: So let's, let's kind of break that down real quick before we we we. Well, move let, me, let, let
1: go ahead. me just make this comment, and this is an excerpt from an article written for The Daily Wire entitled Media Claim Trump is Racist for Infestation Rat tweet about Baltimore. And this is a article written by Amanda Prestiging Press D G and Comma. I'm sorry. I'm from the South. I can't say these Italian Greek, whatever they are, names. But uh Orkin Pest Control in 2018 ranked Baltimore number nine on their most rat infested cities in the United States and they dropped one rank from 2017 and they were number six uh, in 2015 two years ago it was number six on the Orkin list so in 2015 according to orkin pest control baltimore was the number 6 ranked most rat infested city in the united states so is orkin racist i don't think so
0: maybe orkin by democratic standards maybe orkin maybe they are racist. maybe orkin is yeah. maybe racist, maybe racist. so uh, So what Victor Blackwell pointed out, crime infested, Ebola infested, those aren't racist terms. What he's trying to implicate are these are are serious concerns that happen to affect a black community. And they are underplaying, if you ask me. They're sitting there and saying, these can't be problems because they're black. These aren't real problems because they're black. It's racism. Yeah. When these are real problems with real Americans, regardless of your skin color, it just so happens to be that these are black countries or black neighborhoods where these issues are going on. It just so happens to be that these are neighborhoods that are predominantly occupied by brown people.
1: And, and that th- that's the real question we should be asking, is why... Why are these predominantly black neighborhoods or predominantly black districts or predominantly black areas? Why are they the ones that are so infested with crime, murder, rats, whatever, however you want to spin it, why are the black communities so
0: infested with these? Right. Well they keep well they keep these people they keep these people on the cusp of hope. You know.
1: Well hope and change. Hope and
0: change. Yeah. Uh, they tell you that I can change this and I am the hope for changing that. Elijah Cummings probably goes out every time he goes out and campaigns and says, I'm gonna go out there
1: specifics about Elijah Cummings.
0: We're just we're just gonna speculate. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's probably gonna get out there and he's gonna campaign. I'm gonna go do this. We're on the verge of doing this. We're at the cusp of doing this, and now all of what I'm on the cusp of doing, if you just send me back up there, you know, I'm gonna change it. Yeah. And it's not changed. It's not changed in Baltimore. It's not changed in cities here in Tennessee. It's not changed across America. What has What has remained constant is that the Democratic Party has monopolized the ability to victimize sets of individuals, Mm -hmm. whether it be black, Hispanic, uh, LGBT. You victimize those people, and you come up with a a problem, you create the problem, and you give them the solution. Right. And that's one thing that the Republican Party has, has lacked, is to reach out to those people, because... The Democratic Party for years has has embedded in these people's mind that Republicans are bad, in simple terms. Republican bad, racist, big bad white man. Exactly. Democratic Party, we're going to help you. When in fact, you look across the country, Baltimore, as a prime example that we're pointing out, uh, Martin O'Malley, involved as the mayor, governor of Maryland, uh, didn't do anything to change it. Mayor Catherine Pugh, a black woman, ran the city in a scandalous mayoral uh, term, I might add. Well, ask. she resigned in scandal. Right, she resigned in scandal. She, she said the same exact thing that Donald Trump is saying today. Well, before we play this clip
1: about uh, Miss Pugh, Mayor Pugh, um, the thing I cite the Republican Party for is the failure to call out Democrats on this fact. They have failed to call out the corruption. They have failed to call out Democrats on this whole everything's racist thing. I cite them on that, and that's where I can say that there's no difference between between the Republican and the Democrat Party, the Republicans are complicit. The Republicans go along with this non-sensory that the uh, that the Democrats carry on with, and they don't play hardball. And that's what we need. That's that's the difference between Trump and the current Republican Party. Thank God. John McCain is dead. Thank God these people are dying because that's the only way, obviously, we're going to get them out of their seats. But they are all complicit. They all go along with this Democrat-run, this idea that everything is racist and nobody calls them out. Nobody calls them to the carpet. They just let them go. They just let them go. And that's where I say there's no difference between the Republican and the Democrat Party because the Republicans are complicit. They let it go. They don't call it out. They don't say anything. They don't ask hardball questions. They don't question it. They don't go on Fox News, which is supposedly a conservative, a conservative uh, news source, which I beg to differ on that. But that's a whole other whole other show, which hopefully we'll talk about. Yeah, Chris Wallace, is, we're coming for oh, you.
0: Chris Wallace. Oh, what a joke. Get him off the air. What a joke. But keeping on point, Michael is right. The Republican Party is very complicit. The Republican Party has no spine. Mitch McConnell, weak. Paul Ryan, he was weak. Mitt Romney as a candidate, weak. Mitt Romney as a senator, he's weak. He's weak. There's, he's a Democrat. they Romney is a Democrat. There are. There's no difference between these two parties right now because we need someone, and that's why Donald Trump gets is getting the, the, the kickback that he's getting is because he's willing to take on and call it out for what it is.
1: It
0: is, yeah. And the Democratic Party is being challenged on a stronghold that they've developed. They're being challenged on keeping black people and brown people uh, corralled in this voting box dependent upon them getting elected and nothing changes when those people get elected and and even as a white man uh, who if you know we could look at it two ways we could say uh, if Michael is a black man you're gonna vote for the Democrat because the Democrat holds your interest and I'm gonna vote as a white man stereotype typical I'm gonna vote for the Republican because they hold my interest but at the end of the day, when the black guy votes for the Democratic Party and the Democratic Party gets in control, and at the end of the day, when the white guy votes for the Republican Party and then the, the, white, the Republican Party is in control, the truth of both of those situations is nothing really truly changes for either of those people. No. Because I'm... there's no difference in right now between any of those parties the end result for these people that have been in there for years and years and years is control and power
1: control and power
0: nothing changes for the black guy nothing changes for the poor white guy in the end or the middle class or the middle class go around here where we're from here in Tennessee and anywhere in the south and I'm sure anywhere in the north and you're going to find white people living in 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 infested communities yeah. why I've, I've been there I've seen those communities I've seen white communities that I can't believe this is how people live I can't believe that kids are living in this situation I, I've, I've, I've had rats crawl up my pants leg in a white home before I've heard the rats crawling up the walls I've seen the trash piled up in the yards I've seen the children with diaper rashes the mom that doesn't have a job the dad that, does, that is trying to work and doesn't make enough to feed the kids. I've seen those in all sides, regardless of color. And that goes back to what Michael said. Poverty knows no boundaries. Poverty knows no 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 color. color. Crime knows no color in the end. These are not color issues. To call out a community in despair, whether it is black, white, Asian, brown, red, green, whatever, is not a racist issue. It's a factual problem that needs to be addressed. You don't believe that Baltimore is in a condition? Then listen to this clip from Mayor Catherine Pugh, her recent tour, or her tour a few years ago, oh, excuse yeah. me. Several years ago. Several yeah. years ago of Baltimore. This is a black mayor of Baltimore touring the community on the ground. Do you hear Victor Blackwell calling Catherine Pugh a racist? Do you hear CNN? Well, she's
1: black. She can't be racist. Calling
0: Catherine Pugh a racist? are they questioning her remarks, the same remarks as President Trump as racist? No. Because it doesn't fit their narrative that the white Donald Trump is a racist, because the end result is not to fix the problem of these communities, but it is to ensure that the Democratic Party has control in 2020. Yeah, That's the end game result. So here's Mayor Catherine Pugh And her comments on a local Baltimore station after she toured that same neighborhood that Elijah Cummings represents.
3: About a year ago, city leaders identified some of the city's most violent neighborhoods. What the hell? We should just take all this (laughs) to target Under Baltimore's Violence Reduction Initiative. Just last week we went with Mayor Pugh. She toured in East Baltimore neighborhood.
2: It's a new one. I've been at it 54 years. It's a new one.
3: Baltimore's Violence Reduction Initiative is about taking steps to rid communities of the cornerstones that contribute to crime. Oh my god, you can
1: smell the dead animals.
3: Blocks of dilapidated buildings help to hide the addiction that's
0: crippled this community. So, I mean, there you got it. Mayor Pugh, Baltimore mayor, black lady, she sat there in her interview and said, you can smell the rats. Smell the rats. You can smell the dead well, animals. Well, first of all,
1: she said, we should just bulldoze.
0: Yeah, we should tear this S down. Yeah. We Take should just S tear down. this S down.
1: Yeah. It smells like it, it smells like dead animals. You can smell the rats. You can smell the dead animals.
0: She said, "Ooh, yeah, ooh, this she nasty. was appalled. It's nasty. Mm-hmm. So is she a racist? Is she racist if she was white, Catherine Pugh? By CNN standards, maybe she was racist if she was a white Catherine Pugh. But white Catherine Pugh, she's just pointing out the, the reality,
1: the facts.
0: But, but she's pointing out, oh, Catherine Pugh says this, and oh, we need some help." We need help from Washington, D.C. We need help from the government. Why isn't the government coming in here? But when Donald Trump says, why isn't Elijah Cummings held responsible as the representative for ensuring that that district gets the help that it needs, oh, that's racist. But it's not racist when a black lady, a black mayor calls it out. Oh, the government should help us. Elijah Cummings is the government for Baltimore. He is responsible for that. And the people of Baltimore should wise up and realize that Elijah Cummings does not have your best interests at heart. He has Elijah Cummings' best interests at heart. And it goes a step further Democratic presidential candidate Bernie Sanders Bernie toward Sanders. Baltimore. Oh, he did. Mr. Yeah. White Bernie Sanders.
1: This was 2015. 2015,
0: Bernie Sanders in the heart of Baltimore. Same neighborhood as Catherine Pugh. Same district as uh, Elijah Cummings. Same neighborhood that President Trump's calling out. Let's listen to what Bernie Sanders had to say about that neighborhood. The crowd had toured
3: through West Baltimore, clearly in Iowa, for Vermont's What are your impressions as you walk our city? Well, one would not know that you're living in the wealthiest country in the history of the world. What you look at is what would a third world country look like. That's a
2: pretty sad state of affairs.
3: Sanders tour guides along Pennsylvania and North Avenue's local clergy members on a mission.
2: I wanted him to see it as a potential president, the real work that has to be done in this city.
3: The presidential candidate also visited the now infamous area where police arrested Freddie Gray in
2: April. It is stunning that we're less than an hour away from the White House uh, and the United States Congress. We spoke with an undecided voter watching the scene unfold. But make changes. We need changes. Are you worried this is just sort of a press opportunity? Exactly, exactly, like everyone else. All for the media, you know? Is it going to make a difference? Religious leaders from Baltimore and other urban areas were seeking that difference, and they met with Sanders at the Freddie Gray
3: Empowerment Center to discuss issues like education, racial profiling, incarceration, and capital investment.
2: This time around, we cannot just give our vote away to either the Democrat or the Republican Party. We do not want just empty promises. We wanted to hear a plan and a policy.
3: Tomorrow, this same group will travel to Washington, where they will meet with Kentucky Senator Rand Paul, who also wants to be president, and they would like to also have a meeting with Hillary Clinton. Live at the Freddie Gray Empowerment Center, Deborah Wiener, WBAL,
0: TV 11 News. So there you got Bernie Sanders touring the same neighborhood uh, during his campaign, and he basically compared that to a third world country. Is Bernie Sanders a racist, Michael? Is he a racist? No, well, I don't
1: know. He might be a racist. He said it's the third world country. So we're talking about, let's just put it in perspective. We're talking about Guatemala. We're talking about uh, Honduras. Um, we're talking about Ecuador, Brazil. Um, so these are just some third world countries. And,
0: and what, what do those third world countries have in common... Squalor property. And and skin color-wise, would you brown. say... Brown. Brown. Oh, there we go. There's the... There's the common denominator. Bernie Sanders compares Baltimore to... Brown third countries. world countries that are brown. Bernie Sanders, yeah. you are a racist by this standard, and therefore you should drop out of the presidential campaign because you, sir, are a racist. Yeah. And... Racists have no place in American society. So no. you, sir, are a Donald Trump racist. The, the, I think the most appalling thing that we heard out of this report... One, let's, let's the most obvious thing that was absent from this report, there was no Elijah Cummings. Nope. No Elijah Cummings mentioned in this meeting. No Elijah Cummings on tour. No Elijah Cummings showing uh, Bernie Sanders around the district. Maybe he was not too embarrassed of the fact that his district... Was a complete s hole. Yeah. Uh, the clergy in this clip stated that they're looking for change. They're looking for help. They're looking for some. Why they're do,
1: looking to the White
0: House? They're an hour. They're less than an hour away from Washington D.C. Yet where Elijah Cummings, uh, you know, sits and represents this community, yet the community, even by Bernie Sanders standards, is third world country, and that's pretty bad for a socialist that you compare it to a third world oh, country. Yeah. He said uninhabitable. Uninhabitable. Uh, you know, an abomination of a neighborhood that Bernie Sanders is appalled by. And here, i got to ask myself, why, how does Elijah Cummings keep getting elected when you've got clergy standing up to a man then could be considered to be a, the Democratic nominee for president? And you talk about change and you talk about a new leadership, yet those people keep electing Elijah Cummings? How is that possible? How does a neighborhood demand change on a level that reaches the news on a national platform that you demand change and we keep electing the same person? How's that possible?
1: How is it possible? I don't I don't get it. I don't I don't understand. It's it's the redirection. I think it is. I think it's the redirection of um, attention to the White House. Because if you listen to the clip, they thought it was appropriate for him to tour that district because he was a front runner for the White House. And they thought he could change. He could make a difference in the community. It wasn't Elijah Cummings that could make a difference. It was the president. And, I'm sorry, but the president is not the one you need to look to to make a difference. I mean, we, we lived through this in Tennessee. Uh, Ale- uh, Lamar Alexander. I mean, what has Lamar Alexander done for Tennessee? Nothing. What did Bob Corker do for Tennessee?
0: Nothing. Tennessee is no better off because Lamar Alexander. Lamar are.
1: Alexander has been a representative in Tennessee for decades. He's 80...
0: 80-something 80
1: years old. He's 80-something years old. We were at the uh, governor's inauguration, and he was there. And they announced his resignation. And I can't tell you one thing that Lamar Alexander has done... Tennessee I don't know
0: me neither I mean you can't Uh, Lamar Alexander uh, was the governor of this state Uh, he was the 45th governor of this state he went on to be Secretary of Education and then he became the United uh, United States Senator uh, since 2003 and I can't name one thing that Senator Lamar Alexander has done for the state of Tennessee Um, I can't I can't tell you the last time Lamar Alexander's even came to the area where we're at. You don't see any of our representatives no, in Tennessee. No. Uh, Scott Deserlete is a part of the Freedom Caucus. Uh, I will say that I've seen him more than any other representative. Uh, but that's because you
1: campaigned with us.
0: Well, I campaigned against the guy uh, on various um, um, for various reasons. He's a liar, and uh, he doesn't truly stand for his... Republican values he's asked for abortion uh, for his mistresses and and he's a doctor and he doesn't know when life begins and I'm I'm not a doctor I'm pretty dadburn sure that it begins at conception yeah Uh, you know absolutely if a heartbeat the lack of a heartbeat is
1: death
0: is death is the determination of death then the presence of a heartbeat must be the determination of life yeah and and uh, excuse me, uh, Scott Desjardins was unable in a, uh, a Senate hearing, I believe, or, or, or when asked, he was unable as a medical professional doctor to determine when life begins. And Scott Desjardins is a pawn. Um, he comes to events here in Tennessee. Uh, he's ushered in and he's ushered ushered right out, and his contact with voters is pretty limited uh, Lamar Alexander I haven't seen Lamar Alexander other than the governor's inauguration I haven't seen Senator Bob Corker ever
1: Oh except at the Trump rally in Nashville when he was booed
0: off the stage booed
1: off the stage, <laughs> off the, stage.
0: The, the people of Tennessee booed Bob Corker off, off the of stage. the stage which in is Nashville.
1: probably why he didn't run for re-election
0: oh he couldn't get elected dog catcher no. in Tennessee at this point No. 'Cause we've wised up and the people of Baltimore need to wise up to the fact that Elisha Cummings doesn't give a crap about your community. Or things would have changed. Your mayor wouldn't be touring the touring the district and saying talk, bulldoze this shit. Saying bulldoze this S down, it smells like rats and dead animals. Yeah. Can you imagine living in a community that smells like rats and dead animals?
1: Oh, uh, Philadelphia. Chinatown.
0: Philadelphia Chinatown. But, no. I mean, imagine imagine anyone in America getting up every day and your your neighborhood smells like death. It smells like sewage. It smells like filth. It has rats running rampant. Crime is out of control. You don't know if you can lay your head down at night without your stuff being stolen, your house being broken into, your kids walking to school and crying. Tell me that's the neighborhood you want to live in. No. Regardless of what color you want you, uh, your skin is. Because it happens across the board. It happens whether you're in black, or it happens whether you're Hispanic, and it happens whether you're white. You don't hear about white neighborhoods because it doesn't fit the narrative. It doesn't scare those people into a voting bloc. The, the Democrats have secured black and brown and Asian and LGBTQRSBWXYZ into a box. So that they vote for those people over and over and over. And the end result is nothing changes
1: Because it's a victim class.
0: Victim class. They've
1: created a victim Stop class Stop being
0: a people. victim America. Wake up and realize that Elijah Cummings and those people don't care about you. Vote those people out of there. Vote Nancy Pelosi out of there. Yep. She doesn't care about women's rights because she's living high on the hog. Yeah. Who cares about mainstream America? Who cares you're living in a rat-infested community? Who cares you've got to step over human feces to get to work or your daily uh, chores done each day if you live in uh, San Francisco? Who cares? Well, Diamond and Silk
1: did a good documentary on Maxine Waters' district and also Nancy Pelosi. Oh, yeah, check it
0: out. Check it out. Go seek it out. I believe it's uh, on Netflix or Amazon I think Prime. So, yeah, yeah. The de- the Dumbocrats. Oh, the yeah, dummy yeah, Crats. The Dumbocrats. Check it out. Yeah, check Props to Diamond and Silk. Fantastic job. Oh yeah. But I mean, I mean, it's even here in our own district. When I see, when I go to these these neighborhoods, as as I am involved in the law enforcement. And force, how but,
1: many of these people don't vote?
0: They don't because they don't. They don't vote. They don't vote because they've been told their vote doesn't matter, and they've been told that. It, that person's going to win anyway. Elijah Cummings is going to win anyway.
1: Or they're just low education. Yeah. And that's that's the... Um, I think that's the crux of what we're talking about. Is that they're low... They're low educated. They're not informed. And they just don't
0: vote. Well, that's, that could be the plight of the education system of America. If we keep you... Uneducated um, and dumb, then you can't catch on to what we're actually doing.
1: Charlotte Izzerbeek wrote a fantastic book called The
0: Intentional Dumbing Down of America. Read it. It is. And it's. You've got to wake up, America, and realize that what's going on in mainstream media and CNN, and Fox News, and those people, that is, that is absolute mind control. And you can sit there and say, that. oh, you're talking cuckoo now. You're not talking my language anymore. I can't, I can't follow that. You're, go, you're going off the deep end. It is mind control. It's mind control. Because CNN isn't worried about reporting the facts. They're not worried about the fact that, that uh, uh, Baltimore is a crap hole. They're not worried about that. They're worried about the Democratic Party staying in control because they've monetized the business. They've monetized the business of the Democratic Party, and that's what they're. That is their end goal. And I think I'm going to read to you uh, something that we came across today, and I think it, it, it's really telling in the in the truth and the lies that are going on in America. And then we'll, we'll kind of switch gears and go on to cover a couple of these. Uh, Democratic candidates before we, we end the show, but uh, this is a, a 19th century legend that was written by John leon Jerome in 1896. And according to his legend, he wrote, uh, The truth and the lie meet one day. The lie says to the truth, It's a marvelous day today. The truth looks up at the sky and he sighs for the day was really beautiful. They spend a lot of time together, ultimately arriving beside a well. The lie tells the truth, the water is very nice, let's take a bath together. The truth, once again suspicious, tests the water and discovers that it indeed is very nice. So they undress and they start bathing. Suddenly the lie comes out of the water, puts the clothes on of the truth and runs away. The furious truth comes out of the well and runs everywhere to find the lie and to get her clothes back. The world, seeing the truth naked, turns its gaze away with contempt and rage. The poor truth returns to the well and disappears forever, hiding therein its shame. Since then, the lie travels around the world, dressed as the truth, satisfying the needs of society because the world, in any case, harbors no wish at all to meet the naked truth, And that is what we are facing today, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for America to wake up and realize what is going on before you today in our government. The purpose of the federal government is to lie and to manipulate and to control people in this country. Whether you're poor, whether you're rich, whether you're black, whether you're white, whether you're brown, whether you're orange, whether you're red. The purpose of the United States government is to put you in a category to subdivide us, as we've told you all along, and make sure that they have control over you. Because if we can subdivide the masses, then we can control the mass. It's hard to control a wild herd of buffalo. But if we can separate that one buffalo, I can control that one buffalo. I can handle his behavior. So we're asking you, you don't have to agree with everything that this says in this podcast. You can determine for yourself as an educated individual the truth. And what you want to believe, but the goal all along of this podcast is to um, invoke critical thinking, and that's what you got to do in this situation right here. Nothing that Donald Trump tweeted in the last few days is racist. What is racist is the fact that these problems have allowed to remain in these neighborhoods as a source of control. It's modern-day control, It's modern-day slavery. To sit here and say, you're black, and your neighborhood sucks, and to challenge a black man is a racist. To challenge the leaders of a black community is racist. Because you're you're shedding a light where a light does not want to be shown. Because shining that light there will show the cockroaches from underneath the foundation of our government. And that's what we're facing today what we're facing.
1: So with that, we're going to move on to our next topic, which is, uh, I think...
0: The uh, candidates that are... We're going to touch real quick, and we're going to wrap this well, thing
1: up. I, I feel like we've already touched on Bernie Sanders. We've, we've
0: touched on Bernie. Um, so, let's, let's turn our attention since we're talking about racism uh, in America, uh, and, and let you hear a clip from the, the Democratic frontrunner uh, for the Democratic Party and the debates that are coming uh, this week. This from, is my
1: favorite clip from
0: Detroit. So we're going to listen. It's about a three-minute clip, so yeah. hang in there. It's Joe Biden and pretty much all the racist things that Joe Biden said. And I'm going to say, if I change the author of these words to Donald Trump, the left media would be absolutely a complete, total, cold-red meltdown. Yeah. So this is Joe Biden, this is Joe Biden and his best, being a racist.
3: In Delaware, the largest growth of population is Indian Americans, moving from India. You cannot go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. It's I'm not joking. Even call centers, even call centers was rushed overseas in the hundreds of thousands. How many times do you get the call? I'd like to talk to you about your credit card. I'd like to talk to you about your credit card. It's a large, very identifiable Somali community. I might add, if you ever come to the train station with me, you'll notice that uh, I have great relationships with them because there's an awful lot of driving cabs. mean you got the first sort of mainstream African-American who is articulate, and bright, and, and clean, and nice looking guy, I mean, this, that's a story for yeah. What kind of a chance would a northeastern liberal like Joe Biden stand uh, in the south if you were running in democratic primaries against southerners like Mark Warner and uh, John Edwards? Better than anybody else. Now, you don't know my state. My state was a slave state. My state is a border state. My state is the 8th largest black population in the country. My state is anything from a northeast liberal state. Look at what they value and look at their budget and what they're proposing. Romney wants to let the he said in the first 100 days, he's going to let the big banks once again write their own rules. Unchained, Walter. They're going to put you all back in chains. My son is attorney general a year in Iraq. Came back, and that's one of the things that he finds is was most in need when he was over there in Iraq for a year. People would come to him and talk about what was happening at home, in terms of foreclosures, in terms of bad loans that were being—I mean, these Shylocks who took advantage of uh, of these women and men all overseas. I stopped in Singapore to meet with a guy named Lee Kuan Yew, who most foreign policy experts around the world say is the most, the wisest man in the Orient, he's it's not rocket science guys, we did it up in Michigan, when Detroit found out they didn't have like, all the exodus, they didn't have people when the city got back in its feet, who could literally turn on the street lights, run the water system, so we went and we hired some folks to go into the neighborhoods, they picked 58 women, turns out, from the hood. 17 week program if my memory serves me correctly to learn how to code not one had more than a high school degree you cannot go to a 7-eleven or a Dunkin Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent I
0: mean you put those same phrases in Donald Trump's hands and I, or his mouth, and I'm gonna tell you the liberal media would absolutely be up in arms. Oh yeah. Call centers are Indians, cab yeah. drivers are Pakistanis, people from the hood learning how to code. Yeah, you can't you can't go
1: to a Dunkin' Donuts without a slight Indian accent.
0: Yeah, you can't go to Dunkin' Donuts without a <laughs> slight Indian accent. It's not possible. It's a boo. It's, it's a poo, it's from, a poo uh, from the Simpsons. Simpsons. You cannot go there. Yeah. Get the heck out of here, Joe Biden. This is a double standard that the Democratic Party and, refuses well, to acknowledge. And well,
1: couple with that,
0: his, his uh,
1: statements that he worked with... Uh, Segregationist. Yeah,
0: yeah. He he's working with segregation. And I'm not
1: supporting Kamala Harris, but she called him
0: out. Oh Christ Almighty! Can we not support K- uh, Kamala Harris? We, I mean, the Democratic Party, the Kamala the candidates Harris. that these people have in this debate, man, this is a circus coming to your town, Detroit. Oh yeah. God forbid, Detroit. Well, you you have a circus. Detroit- yeah, I've been to Detroit, and it is. It looks like the apocalypse. Has oh. The, it looks like an apocalypse took place. That's the next. Uh, if it's worse, if Baltimore is worse than Detroit, God help God the people of America. God bless America and the people of Baltimore. But <laughs> you've got Joe Biden. He's got a history of racist remarks, and and I'm not gonna sit here. I honestly, those remarks that 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 Joe Biden said, they're not racist. They're factual statements. None of those are racist comments. He didn't say. Oh, those those people are, are are lesser because of their race, or their you know their whatever.
1: Because that's what racism really it is. It is racism. Really, is the supremacy of a particular race. Particular race over another. Particular over race. another particular race.
0: And none of those comments that Joe Biden said, none of those comments that President Trump said, are racist. They're racist no. in the context that I need that word. To be the spear thrown from the mighty hands of the Democratic Party through the heart of those unintelligible voters that are uh, desperate for emotion.
1: If my uh, news intellect uh, is accurate, uh, AOC called uh, Nancy Pelosi racist.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She did call Nancy Pelosi racist, but then she's out there meeting with a known racist in her context. Yeah, so. She's out there meeting and colluding and working with a known racist from her point of view. So does that make Ocasio-Cortez a racist? Perhaps or it does. Or is she colluding? Or is she colluding with racists? Well, what's the definition of collusion? Who knows? <laughs> maybe, maybe Mueller can come out of retirement. Uh, somebody can check him out of the nursing home. And give him his medication so he can be lucid and... Hopefully
1: that's next week. That's next week. That's
0: next week. Bob Mueller is released from the local nursing home and can actually remember what the hell is in his report because we're pretty sure he didn't write it.
1: He did not write that report.
0: Uh... So, one more candidate we're going to highlight, because I think we covered Bernie Sanders. I know there's some controversy that he's not even paying his staff $15 an hour. Oh, my he God. He decided to oh, pay no, them.
1: We should, we should talk about this. Yeah, he decided to yeah. pay them
0: $15 an hour, but in the fashion that we predicted, the hours got cut. They got cut. You can have $15 an hour, but, hey, you can't work the normal amount so of hours.
1: in actuality, you're not earning more. You're working this... You're, you're working less hours for the same pay.
0: Right, so if you, if if Bernie Sanders was president and you're working your job now, and he's like, oh, okay, uh, the McDonald's per employee can get $15 an hour and you're working currently at, you know, seven, eight, nine dollars an hour, whatever you're making at McDonald's, and you're working 40 hours a week, and you're making X dollars. And it's like, okay, well, you can make $15 an hour, but now you're, gonna, you're only gonna work half of what you're working now. So you're not gonna work 40 hours, you're gonna work 20 hours. <clears throat> So, 20 hours equals 40 hours worth of work. Yeah. But you're not really making your ends meet because you're still making the same as you're you're working 40. You're
1: making the same money. Well, I can attest to this with Amazon. You know, Amazon, several months ago, uh, announced that they were going to pay their employees a base pay of $15 an hour. But what Amazon didn't tell you is that they were cutting their stock plans. They were cutting their VCP, which is a variable compensation pay, uh, where you would get a, uh, basically a bonus every month if you showed up to work on time and worked your scheduled hours. They didn't tell you that. So in all actuality, they cut pay to give you the $15 an hour and the employees that had worked there for 5, 10, 15 years I worked at Amazon for four years I made $14.75 an hour when I left Amazon and Amazon would have raised my pay 25 cents and what they didn't tell you is the people that had been there long term they did not give them a raise so the people that had been there for five years and started out at eleven dollars an hour, when they boosted the, re- the base rate to fifteen, that means that the people who had started day one made fifteen dollars an hour, and the people who had been there for five years made fifteen
0: dollars an hour. So they so they basically the the five year employee who earned incremental raises for his his time and his service there at Amazon and had worked his way up to you know fourteen plus dollars an hour, uh, which is you know three to four dollars over the the starting salary, didn't get that same compensation when they went to the fifteen dollars an hour. No. They didn't make nineteen dollars because of their time served. No. You know the employee, the employee that just walked in the door got fifteen dollars. The employee that had been there for five, six, seven years, you got fifteen dollars.
1: Yeah, exactly. Wow.
0: So, if you think fifteen dollars minimum wage, and you're already working a fifteen dollar hour or close to a fifteen dollar hour job, that you're going to get that that difference. Oh, I'm. You know, those people are going to get fifteen. So, therefore, you know, I make four dollars more than them already. I'm going to make nineteen sorry you're not
1: no you're gonna make 15
0: and it's going to increase automation in low-income jobs such as fast-food and uh, customer service and, and places like Walmart checkout lines those are gonna be more and more automated so that those companies can can continue to operate on budgets otherwise you're gonna that cost for the employees and the employer uh, is going to be passed on to the consumer, and your cheeseburger at McDonald's, your dollar menu, is going to be the five dollar menu.
1: Well, it's already the dollar twenty five menu? Right, you know, it's
0: went up from a dollar, dollar twenty five. Now it's going to be the five dollar double cheeseburger that looks like it's been ran over by a, a steamroller. Yeah. So if that's what you want, by by far, go ahead and elect Bernie Sanders, and you know, uh, you'll meet the you'll beat the cold, uh, dead end barrel of my gun when you come for my supplies. I'll tell you that right exactly. now. Uh, one other candidate we're going to highlight real quickly, and we're going to we're going to wrap this thing up. Uh, up and coming star, I know Kamala Harris. We're going to get to her. We're going to get to Pocahontas, Elizabeth oh, Warren. Yeah.
1: Well, we, I don't even think. I mean, she's just an absurd, ridiculous candidate. Well, do uh, we even need to just, cover her? I know. I let's mean, just point out the fact that the,
0: that that most of the top five in the Democratic Party is a by the Democratic Party standards is a racist. No. A socialist, a liar as well, a socialist liar, a fake racist Pocahontas who lied well, about tell her. Tell
1: me what she told me about uh, her lawsuits and the law firm she worked for. Well, she Elizabeth she Ford. she
0: claimed to fight for women. Uh, I'll have to go back and look it up to re- to remember straight. But she she claimed to be this this champion of women. Yet yeah, she uh, fought for, uh, companies, and I can't remember the company off the top of my head now, but she fought for a company, uh, that had sued, uh, for, I believe it was some, uh, something to do with women's, I'll have to look it up, before we go in here, we'll have to look it up, uh, but basically she, she, she tried to be a champion in women when she, she was a, a lawyer for the company's against corporations. Corporations, corporations. The corporations. That's she was that, pro-corporation. That's word, yeah, corporation. she was pro-corporation and she fought tooth and nail to fight against these women who had these claims against these companies. But uh, we'll look that up and we'll get back to that because uh, I don't I don't want to misinform you. Uh, I know we talked about it, but it's, it's, all this information it, it's escaped me, but I want to make sure we're clear before we, we do that. But Buddha-jig-jig. Jig, Buddha-jig-jig. Buddha, jig. Um, the mayor of South Bend... Uh, Indiana and I just wanna you know he's been deemed as an up-and-coming star potential vice presidential candidate cause let's be honest he's not gonna be the nominee uh, but he is running for vice president he's a former lieutenant with the Navy Reserve he was deployed to Afghanistan in 2014 he was elected the mayor of South Bend Indiana in 2011 and reelected in 2015 well let's talk about South Bend Indiana and the job that he's done there the crime rate in South Bend Indiana is 120% higher than the national average. The murder rate in 2017 was 16.79 per 100,000 people. 100,000 people. The population of uh, South Bend is roughly 101,000 people, give or take a few. Uh, the, the, The murder rate was almost on point to cities 10 times the population. Of South Bend, I'm talking like cities: Atlanta. Atlanta and Philadelphia. Philadelphia. The murder, the murder rate in South Bend was comparable to cities, ten times its population. Atlanta, Philadelphia, comparable. Hispanics, Hispanic households in South Bend, the poverty rate was at 32 percent, higher than the national average for Hispanics across America. The median, the median income for South Bend. Blacks in the community was $14,000 less than the national average for blacks across the country in America, and 40% of blacks in South Bend are below the poverty line, which is two times the national average. And the national median, the, the median income uh, for blacks in um, in South Bend was only $21,000. Twenty-one thousand
1: dollars.
0: Twenty-one thousand dollars. Oh my gosh! And uh, I mean that's just Pete Buttigieg in a nutshell. So, fake fake Indian, fake black lady Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris, fake black. She's using, she's using the the skin tone of her person to. Uh,
1: well, she's that girl.
0: She's that girl. She's yeah. that girl that got bust. I. Yeah. I that We'll probably have to dig into that, but I very seriously... She, yeah. she probably didn't get busted anywhere but to the upscale private community because you just don't become Attorney General of California by sleeping your... Wait a minute. Oh, she did. She did sleep her she way. She, she, way. she slept her <laughs> way. Oh, oh my Arr, God. scratch that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Womp womp. Oh, well. Uh, we'll okay. get in next time. Yeah. We're going to watch the debate this week. Tune in because we're all about... We're going to be tuning in because we love a good circus. Yes. We love a good circus. Uh, and we're gonna come back and try to highlight those things uh, we're gonna talk about Kamala Harris uh, we're gonna get into that Elizabeth Warren I'm gonna talk uh, I'm gonna find that information that Michael was talking about uh, where she was you know, pro-corporation and anti-woman so these people in a nutshell they are lying to you and uh, you're being brain brainwashed you're being mind-controlled Wake up, America, uh, to what's going on in this country. We are truly in an epic battle for the very soul of our country, and that's where we're at today. And if you don't wake up, it's going to be too late. There are things worth fighting for, and the freedom and the, the foundation in which this country is founded upon, our culture as Americans, our way of life in America is
1: truly worth fighting for. Yeah, and if there's a Democrat candidate that I would say watch or listen to what she says, even though she's quite cuckoo, it's Marianne Williamson. Oh, yeah. She made a statement on the first... Yeah, it was the first debate. it It was the first debate. She was on the first debate. She made a statement on the first debate about... The healthcare system, and her statement was basically, um, "Why are we talking about um, the healthcare system?" The healthcare system, as in um, crisis-based healthcare, or uh, disease-based reactionary healthcare. Uh, why aren't we going to the source or questioning why all of these diseases are happening? And they basically cut her off.
0: Oh, yeah. They, they, they dismissed her. They cut her off, and they dismissed her as a cuckoo. And you cannot find that clip anywhere. Yeah, it's very hard to find. Um, we've done a Google search, and you can't find it. I mean, she's basically been whitewashed from from the Internet. But she made a very, very pointed statement, and, and I'm sure we'll probably do a show on this, and this is one of Michael's, good, you know, fields of, of expertise. But, um, I mean, we firmly believe that the government is in the business of population control oh, yeah. for various reasons. And we'll, we'll, do, we'll, we'll try to put together a show on that. Uh, but uh, we're going to wrap it up for the day. We're going to call it a quits. Uh, As we have been doing for the last few shows, uh, we're going to end the show with a prayer for our leaders and a prayer for our nation. I'm going to turn that over to Michael for that.
1: And um, going back to this um, 19th century author or artist who made a comment or a, um, a poem about the truth and the lie, and it's very poignant because it's echoed in Romans chapter 1 verse um, 24 25 it says therefore they gave God gave them up in the lust of their own hearts to sexual impurity the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves abandoning them to the degrading power of sin because they exchanged. I'm going to read that again. Because they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. Romans tells us there that they exchanged. And in the poem or the whatever that Jack read earlier, the lie copes the truth to the well and there was an exchange that happened and the exchange that happened was the lie took on the truth's clothes so that the public or the people seeing it couldn't distinguish the truth from the lie the lie took on the costume of the truth they exchanged the truth for the lie. And when the public saw the truth naked, they turned their face away. That's exactly what Romans chapter 1 verse 24, 5 verse 25 is, say, is saying, because they exchanged the truth of God for a lie. So, Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, we come to you in the most humble and solemn way because that's the way you tell us to come to the throne of grace. And we come to you knowing that this nation has exchanged the truth of you for a lie. We have turned our face away from the truth And we would rather accept a lie and the deception of our government, the deception of the media, rather than receive the truth. And we ask you right now in the name of Jesus for the light of the truth. For the light of the truth to come through the windows of our souls, which is our eyes. and illuminate us. And we ask you for this lie of racism to be dispelled from our nation. And this lie that the media propels and perpetuates that we are a racist country that we are not. Because I don't see this racism I don't see this exemplified in my daily life and the majority of America does not either because we have traveled and we know I have been around the world and I don't see this. And I ask you right now in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. That this nation exchange the lie for the truth and we go forward not into communism not into socialism but into freedom the freedom that America was established on the freedom that the founding fathers intended for this nation We ask you that right now in the name of Jesus. And I pray our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses and all that trespass before us. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
0: Well, Ladies and gentlemen, the truth is in front of you. It's in front of you whether you watch Fox, it's in front of you whether you watch CNN. The truth is in between the lies. The truth is cloaked in the lie. It's up to you to look beyond the exterior and into the interior, beyond the clothing, beyond the cloak, and find the truth that's inside there. It starts in your community. It starts in those communities in Baltimore. It starts in those communities across the nation that are very similar. You cannot keep electing the same people and expect a different result. You cannot be controlled by those lies. Those people cannot go unchallenged in their primaries. They cannot go unchallenged in their elections. Throughout and through in People such as Nancy Pelosi People such as Elijah Cummings Maxine Waters Ocasio-Cortez Mitch McConnell The Paul Ryans that are still left uh, The uh, the, the Lamar Alexanders of Tennessee Those people cannot go uncontested And us expect something to change There's an old saying when you go to elect somebody And you've got two people and the one person says to the other person, it's not my representative that's the problem, it's your representative that's the problem. And that person says, oh, it's not my person that's the problem, it's your person that's the problem. And in the end, those two, those two people get reelected again. Those people are your problem. They're our problem. If we don't elect people from a local, state, and national level that truly care about returning the government to the people... Ensuring that the federal government shrinks ensuring that your state government works for you that your local government works for you That they're not creeping ever so slightly through the method of taxation towards socialism Because it is creeping upon us today And if you don't open your eyes to the truth that is going on now You will surely be the slave of that institution because Those people will need those slaves to ensure that the Elijah Cummings, the Nancy Pelosi's, and the Maxine Waters stay in power. So wake up and pay attention to what's going on in your government, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, because there's lies amongst each side. And they have done a great job, whether you're red or blue, right or left, Republican, Democrat, to pit us against each other because those that are fighting amongst each other are too distracted to see what's going on in the IP Tower that rules upon them. I'm Jack and I'm Michael. We have been your hosts for today. We hope that you will uh, continue to follow our podcast as we uh, continue to broaden our episodes. We learn on a daily basis. Uh, if you got any feedback, be sure to uh, follow us on Twitter at the project underscore 45 You can also follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash project45maga, M-A-G-A. Uh, you can also shoot us an email at project45maga at gmail.com. Give us your feedback, show ideas, let us know if you like it you hate it, uh, your opinion, does matter and uh, we're still gonna work on uh, getting this live on Facebook uh, in the future so that we can uh, interact with you but uh, you know again the truth is out there you just gotta seek seek it
1: seek the Seek the truth I encourage you all Christians read your Bible read your Bible and research the truth
0: research the truth until next time uh have a good week uh go out there and do good things in america do good things in your community